Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tom, what is your opinion of taking a break from a relationship? Ah, yes. Do you think that that, that you can actually say we're on a break or do you think that's broken up? Hmm. See, I've done this before in my history, in my past, with a relationship gone by. Tried it. Right. It's a very youthful and a very innocent endeavour. Optimistic. Optimistic endeavour. Yes. Uh, as to your question, are you? Bro- yeah. Is it? Are you broken up? I suppose you, you are. Yeah. I think breaks are bullshit. Like oh, I yes, think a hundred and ten percent. No. Uh, they are a pile of crap, and it's because somebody wants a safe place to land if the thing that they do doesn't work out. Yes. It's a gamble. And the thing that they do elsewhere. is disrespectful to the person that they left behind. So I, I will have none of it. If someone wants a break with me, I'm like, no, nah, we're done. I and d- if they want to come back later, they need to crawl their way back. They mm. need to figure out how to crawl their way back. You don't leave that door open. Start back at square one. Exactly. Brown. Yeah. Woo me or bugger <laughs> off. <laughs> Woo me again. Uh, I think, but I think it is a youthful endeavour. I don't think many people over 25, 30 would, would say, hey, let's go, let's have a break. That seems to be my, I don't know. You'd be my, surprised. Yeah? I know at least one of my friends has said that they wanted a break from their marriage and they're in their 30s Gee, okay. and this wow. probably happened about two or three years ago they were like we just I want to take six months off and then come back to the family and I'm like you got you don't you can't do that I you can't do that that's because then like what he's he, is the husband going to sit there and wait for you to, to have sex with half of Brisbane like yes, this, that's right. it's not right I think in some small instances there is merit to it in the right circumstances with the right people who say no we, I need to be and I see it I can picture it more in a mature marriage setting or like long-term relationship where there will be some... I I can imagine a world where people go, no, we need to be apart for a little bit. No, have the balls to break up, do what you got to do, and if you find your way back to each other, great. But this whole break thing is a way to have your cake and eat it too, and I think it's part of In in huge parts of me, I say it's it's bullshit. Yes. It's it's, uh, optimism and bullshit. Uh, But I I can see a little kernel of it helping in some, some... some relationships in some circumstances. I'm going to post this in the group when yes, this episode airs. I want to know Let's what other people it. think. Do people do breaks exist? Are they a good idea? Are they a bad idea? Yes. Have you ever successfully had a break and worked your way back? Or was it actually a breakup and you had to earn your way back into their heart? Yes, very, all very interesting. I'm Liz Best. Welcome yeah. to Ghost of Boyfriends Past. I'm here with my co-host Tom Harris. Yes, very puzzled and thinking it all yeah, over. Yeah, I a, made you what think. A, what a door to Good open. question. Wow. All right. So today we have a guest that is actually incredibly special to me because it is somebody who uh well a few minisodes ago many 
minisodes ago now, uh, we had a letter from somebody called Pete um, and she wrote in about a friend of hers that she was very concerned about had been in a toxic relationship and she'd had to remove herself from the situation because it was too difficult watching her friend suffer That's through right. that. Pete wrote in after listening to Liz's episode with her best friend Emma on a, a similar exactly, subject. Exactly, where they were talking about how difficult it is to watch a friend in a toxic relationship. Mm. Now, as a result of, of I guess having those thoughts brought up by the podcast Pete got in contact with her friend um, and that friend is here today to tell her story so Sarah welcome hello my thank friend you. Thank, you. Um, thank you so much for um, agreeing to come in and, and tell your story because look it's it's never easy coming out of a toxic relationship um, and I know how good it feels to talk about it afterwards but it's also really quite hard confronting the person that you became during that time. Yes, looking back on past behaviour or your past self and going, who, what, who was that or what was that? I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the through line. Yeah. Uh, the, so it, it is a hard thing to do. I commend you for coming on and thank you for coming on and sharing with it with everybody. I'm quite excited. Now Good. Pete is also actually in the room, but she's not on mic today. Now she's giggling to herself because I've actually pointed her out. <laughs> but it was a bit of a moral support kind of thing. So we may drag her to the microphone by the end of the episode or we may not depending on how she feels but um, look Sarah I guess I mean obviously you know the rules of the podcast which is we don't want any names of any people um, no threats <laughs> on mm. mic on mic Pete we can talk yeah, <laughs> um, and if you're at home and you know who Sarah's talking about or if you know who Sarah is just just don't be a dick there's the the standard Armchair Colombo, don't be a yes, dick rule. Yes, don't ruin it for the rest of us, please. So I guess uh, this is your story. So where where are we starting this story? I guess at the beginning. Yes. So um, how long ago was this? That was five and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I was with this man for five years, but probably the last two a bit on and off. Mm, not sure. really. Yes or no, I'm not sure. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I really had to prove myself in that last year. Yeah. Fix yeah. All, all my issues and then, you know, we'll see. <gasps> we'll see oh, my if blood is boiling already. <laughs> yep. We'll see if I deserve to be where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. So, Been there. Yeah. So this man I actually met through a friend of mine. Uh, our kids went school together and um, she introduced us and I'd never, I'd been on my own for a while. Like I'd been divorced. I'd had a couple of years on my own, not really looking for anyone, just coming out of a quite a difficult time with my youngest. She had leukemia. And so oh, I was just getting into a really good phase of my life, just starting to, you know, we were getting out more. I was being more social and I met. What are we calling him? Dodgy Rod. Dodgy. 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 I don't know. Dodge. Let's just call Dodge. him Dodge. <laughs> I met I met Dodge um, through my friend and he I was kinda like, Oh yeah, I think he's alright. He had nice arms. Yeah. Good always, calves. always yeah. yeah. Good. Boss. And um yeah, and he got my number and he pursued me hard. Like I've never you know, my husband was my first partner <laughs> and you know, I married him and then yeah, yeah he pursued me hard, spoiled me. I just never because I'd come from having, you know, I had had to stop work when my daughter got of sick course. and that. And so I was just like, we'll go on holidays, yeah. out for dinner. And here I was like having to budget McDonald's for the yes. kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. And so, yeah, he love bombed the love absolute shit bombed. out of me. We've and covered this I term. Yeah. fell hard, yep. yeah. hard, hard. Can we and hit the dump in button already? Yeah, we <laughs> hit the dump in button. We can absolutely <laughs> <Hit it>. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice and early. 
Um, yeah, and so that's what started. So that was probably the first three months of our relationship and I was just, I got into this like, oh, I just, I don't want to lose this. This is amazing. Yeah. Is this well, what it's meant to be off, like? Yeah, you yes. get blown yeah. off your feet and you're like, finally someone showing me how love yeah. is supposed to feel like. Making so much time for me. Yes, he pushed me into saying I love him quite early on uh-huh. and right. that's now looking back another red flag. Yeah. I'm not going to pack those But you anymore. just... You you just think though when you're in that situation that you're just like well everybody else has been terrible and this is finally someone who's treating me the way that I'm supposed to be treated yeah, it was um, amazing and and it does it feels it feels heady and and you feel dizzy and you feel like your feet aren't touching the ground and you just can't and to get yeah. given those little small things for you a, a, a vacation when you can't mm. afford a vacation like yeah. and not even take the relationship out of it just mm. the, the given those little things oh yeah. it's so nice it's not my of course, it's so uh, seductive. It is in its uh, in its allure. We spent a lot of time together, sleepovers with the kids and that, and then yeah. So the first three months, absolutely amazing. Um, and then he sort of started to hint at you know his kinkiness, and I'd led a very sheltered life, yeah. like very sheltered life. And so when he started opening up these doors, you know, we started having these discussions, and then I mentioned you know swinging, and I can't, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it because I had read an article, and mm. then it was like I'd open that door and he was like running bolting through it bolting uh, through it he and yes. he went hell for leather and so um and it's it's very different though like bringing something up versus hey let's do this thing that i'm super yes. keen about like yes. it, yep. it's just like yeah and anyway. sharing someone like that's yeah. a big thing especially someone who you think you're very in love with and mm. you know haven't been exposed to this at all like we went you know our first time that we did i don't know what i'm allowed to say um to a swingers club and yeah, yeah. it did it, you know we had rules we we did you know all the things we were like xyz he broke one of the rules i got upset and that was our first argument and that was the start of how our cycle went so i'd do something wrong which was disagree with him and then he'd be upset he'd cold shoulder we'd have these hours long discussions about the things that were wrong with me how i'm too emotional how oh you yes. you Stage wanted movie. this you you wanted to do this you know you can't you can't go back now and then I would scramble and I'd get all panicked did you get okay so it's for me it was the circular so you'd say hey this thing that you're doing has upset me and then five minutes later you'd be defending yourself and panicking about how you could be better like yeah yeah. oh I'll change I'll do anything oh you need me to do that I'll do that I'll do whatever you like yeah Um, it's horrible and I I used to be a very strong woman like I had been through a fair bit with my ex-husband and then the kids and that and I was never afraid to say how I felt and then when Roger I if I if I said how I felt and then it would just it was always an argument you just yeah no I know I, I know exactly what you're talking about um so when he broke that first rule and you got upset about it and you and you brought that to him how did he justify that or was it immediate it well, was, you did this. He didn't It turn it back. Yeah. So he said that I had said it was okay. and So he's gaslighting you. Yes. yes. Yep, hit the button. There's two. Hand's going to get sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that that was probably the first three years. So we would, we would do this dance. We would, you know, now that the door was opened, he needed this in his life. He couldn't go back to it just being him and me. It, it was so every second weekend when we didn't have kids, we would 
would always have to find other people. And then if it was, you know, more men than than women, then it was like the scorecard was was uneven. Oh, um, and fault? I wasn't totally my fault because yeah. I wasn't putting in the effort to find him sure. women. Yes. <laughs> oh, very very good. Oh, uh, let me at him, honestly. Yes. <laughs> wow. Very, and then we'd have fights enough. because I wasn't trying hard enough. Um, and so it's a cycle. It's just that cycle. That's cyclical behavior yeah. where he gets gets away with gets away with it once and then yeah. again. But and the again thing and is, again. and the thing I want to emphasize here for anybody who's listening is that when you're stuck in a relationship like this and somebody brings up all of the ways that you're deficient, mm. you start noticing or it kind of exacerbates every misconception that you've ever had about yourself. So if you do think you're a little bit like that anyway, then you just and so that by the time you're, you know, six months a year down the track when somebody says you don't do this enough because you've heard it so often you're like oh it must be true it, yeah. you know it's it's not even just like it must be true it's just like you already have those fears about yourself anyway and so having someone confirm them out loud mm. it does something to your brain that makes you just feel like you aren't doing enough and well he's technically right there were more men than women there so I, I need to obviously I've hurt his feelings and as an empath you take that on whereas narcissists yes. do not <laughs> Def do not. and you know in in those times and we, we, we'd have times with other people there were lots of fun times but if I had too much fun if I actually had a fun time right then there'd be punishment the next day you by, know, or that night or about withdrawal of affection and whatnot yeah, yeah. so you you enjoyed that too and yeah yeah <laughs> sorry the producer the was just having, like having his hand was just creeping over Zane's just hand Everyone's, just crept over to the button we're all getting in on the action no one can help themselves today so if I genuinely had a good time and I'd be like wow I can do this I can keep going that that interaction actually made it easier for me to keep doing this with you Oh and God. I showed that, then it would be we'd we'd have this DNM all night about how you you looked at him for too long. You why yeah. don't I you can do that feel with me? my um, cortisol levels yeah. rising and putting me back in that. Like you can't win. He's you put can't he's win. put you in an unwinnable position so that you have to do this thing because he likes it. But if you like it, you're in trouble. Yeah. And Sarah, yep. I'll, I'll I'll drop a pin in the middle of your timeline. Uh, were friends articulating how they felt about this man yet or did you know was was there a yeah. dialogue at all so pretty early on in our relationship I became quite alienated from my family um, okay. my mum and I had a massive falling out about Roger yep. um, because of an interaction they had had and then I sided with him because that's what you do that's yeah, what that's you do right, yeah. it, mum, my mum was in the wrong with what she did okay. um, but it went next level because he wouldn't let it go and so I had a bad where I didn't talk to my family at all and then my friends they don't they they never like they liked him if I was happy but most of the time I you know I'd call my friends in tears like and eventually you know I stopped calling my friends because it's so embarrassing it is yeah it's so embarrassing to have the same conversation over and over again and you know this man that you but it's it's like you get in this this panic mode and I don't know how to explain it it's just it's insane like looking back 
back now. I'm just, yeah. And, you know, for, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Like, I would avoid putting uh, my ex and Emma in the same room ever because I knew that when they got into the same room together, it would just be frosty and weird. Mm. And so it wasn't even that I was consciously going, well, I'm not going to do this. I just like, well, I don't want to have the argument, so I'm Mm. not going to put them in the same room. And it would get to the point where, I mean, with me, it was Emma literally saying, you can't talk to me about him anymore if you're just going to sit here and defend him every time he does something to make you cry. Um, because she she's the girl I go to when I need fierce mm. love. Um, incredibly tough, fierce, fierce love. Um, so to continue your, st- your story, mm. so you, you were aware of friends... Uh, you weren't just completely oblivious to how your friends felt about this. They oh, were, no. You knew and uh, along knew. the along the and way, and I would justify it and yes. I would excuse what it. Oh, but but he does this. Yes. Did you try and go to those friends for help, and then they're like, "Hang on a minute, that's wrong," and then you have to backpedal? Did you like vent with them? Or? Yeah, and then then I'd retract because then I'd be embarrassed because then things smoothly and yeah. like and these two, Pete, Pete, yeah, and Roger, yeah, <laughs> um, did not get along. They did initially, but then once. Pete became my shoulder to really vent on. Yeah, um, yeah she had to burn everything around him. <laughs> yes. um, but, yeah. And so, did you feel that your friend? Did you feel that your friends were kind of that you were isolated, or did you just kind of go, "Well, this is how it has to be" to avoid the argument? I think I did it to myself a lot mm-hmm. with a lot of my friends. I don't, you know, my close friends. No, I just I just stopped just talking about it with yeah. them. Um, was, you know, I could see that they they didn't like I was doing where I was and. Eventually Eventually, I moved in with him and yeah. you know it, it becomes very hard like I never had blow over uh, with if I'd go out with my friend it was usually without partners and that became an issue with him as well because my yes. friends have little kids and so their partners would stay home and then yeah then there were issues that I didn't have enough friend why don't you do things with my friend yeah 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 so they yeah they all, yeah. yeah and so after you move in together does that change the dynamic well we we were so weird um I actually moved into the house next door to him for the first three three years okay right. at his it it became available and then he he wanted me to move he didn't want to live with me he wanted me to live next door press the button God, we go Do how it. many where <laughs> were we on? four I think wow. four so that happened about six months after I met him but I would have just say if I was you I would have justified that as well you know we need to do this because our relationship needs to get back on steady ground before we move in so this is mm. just as good as but yeah. without the yep yeah thinking good trial and children yep. would complicate uh, or yep. add, would be a, a, yep. a, an addition or an, and a thought to that yeah of course still had own space I had to be very accountable for my time he was not um yeah, yeah. um and so we did that for the first three years and then I had to really show how I could make it work that we could live together so you know up, up till Did that you point give him your CV Did I, you had like- to do, <laughs> I had to write out my budget um my pay this is what I mean he had to I did look- I did it because no, I and wanted I know to- and I yeah. understand why you did it this is, I didn't want to get this in is, trouble this isn't me going oh my god you did that this is me going oh my god he asked for that yeah. Yes, this is right. this it's is all at him. This is this is my reaction is a hundred percent what an asshole. Wow. Meanwhile, I work full time. I've I just yeah I I did I did that and so I really had to show that I could make it work. How how would we have the kids? Who would do everything? Had to be laid out. Who would do the cooking? Who would do 
the cleaning, the washing, the groceries, everything. How how would I make that work in a situation where we had five kids in the same house together? And, you know, eventually he one day just, we had looked at a few houses and he went and bought one. But I wasn't allowed to be a part of it. I I did see the house and that. And so I did, I did love this house, but I wasn't allowed to be on the mortgage and I wasn't allowed to, initially oh, I was meant to dear. pay board, but then that got taken. I had to pay it in another way because he didn't want it to be that I had any financial part in this. So I would buy the groceries and right. I would yes. earn my keep. Um, and then... Pete, you look like you want to say something. Do you want to, do you want to roll over here and say something? Come on, come on, roll over here and say something. Don't forget the preach, Sarah. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, That's all right. a good note. Thank you, Pete. So, yes, so this was at my suggestion because he had, that was a big thing for him, why we, why we didn't move in together for the first three years because he felt it was really unfair that he had to pay half to his ex-wife for the house that they had. And so oh I had suggested... Gee, oh, my God, my ex did something similar. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, let's do this. And so when we moved in together in the first week, he went to his solicitor, had it written up, um, and it, it, it pretty much excluded me from everything even after death so it was oh, um <laughs> and it was just it wasn't what we had discussed and I I didn't like it I felt it was very um I could never I could never own a part of the house that we were meant to be having as a home and I feel like that's unlawful like I feel like I feel like if yes. a court looked at that they'd be like hang on you're de facto you're automatically entitled to half of that yes. like regardless so, and I said to him, I didn't want to sign it as it was. And yeah. it was pretty much, this is the first week we'd just moved in. And How it was, romantic. he said, I either sign it or I get the fuck out. So I had a two week period where I had to find a solicitor, have this signed and, or I could move myself and my kids out in that time. And it, cause it dragged on, um, cause the talk between my solicitor and his solicitor, and then there was delays and I was just an anxious mess every day because he was waking up saying why haven't you signed this what's going on and then I'd go to my solicitor's office and then she'd go we haven't had this back from them and it was horrendously stressful and I eventually you know I signed it because I didn't want to move my kids of course like it's it's it we'd just move you're moving into what you conceivably think of as a family home yeah yeah and you can't oh god yeah so I feel like he held you over a barrel because you had kids yes because he knew he knew that you wouldn't indeed. want that destabilization. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we actually only ended up living together five months because in that time, you know, he'd go out every night. He played sport at night. So four nights a week, he'd go out and play sport. He'd stay out till 10 and then he'd come home. And then I was just, just incredibly worn out because we'd have all of our kids at the same time. So week on, week off. And I would do everything. So apparently he, his job was the, the lawn. And in the whole time, I was there, it got mowed once by Sorry. his friend. Wow. My eyeballs are the size of dinner plates. And so, you know, I had to do everything. I was a you know, I was a work full time. I had five kids, and I maid, did everything. Mother. I was a really good maid. Yeah. I and I looked after him. He was very well looked after. I've never, I've never pandered to a man like that in my life. Like he would get coffees in bed. He but would. But this is oh the thing. God. It's not even wow. pandering them. When when guys are like this, and you know that they can withdraw affection so quickly, you want to make sure that they're constantly seeing your value, so that you don't sure, have your world. Yeah 
ripped out from underneath you, right? And like, my value was to help and I'm struggling with that now because I feel like that is still where I hold most of my value with people is, is how I can help them. And I don't know if that's because of what I did in the time that I was with him, but I would do everything to make sure he was happy because I wanted him to be happy because yes. he, he made me happy, I thought, um, but definitely happier. Um, yeah. But, but it's yeah. a Pavlovian response, right? Like yeah, when you get indeed. to the point where you feel that your body just floods with the cortisol of the anxiety knowing that a fight is coming or that he's displeased so you have to make sure to keep that feeling at bay so in the end sometimes you trick yourself into thinking it's because you want them to be happy but it's really because you want yourself to stop freaking the fuck out yeah yeah and like I'll admit in that like in those five months especially towards the end there I got a bit very I got very I got very fed up of doing everything yeah and Pete just rolled her eyes into the back of her head that was when I feel like I feel like you didn't get difficult I feel like you got rational I did I feel get like rational. I feel like you why don't got... you cook dinner one night and yeah. oh my gosh it just absolute oh. it was ridiculous yeah and I said you know maybe you could help and make dinner one night a week and for everything that he did for me how how dare I pretty much what did he do for you well he gave me a place my my kids he and allowed I, a place you to, to be mm. in his house yes how I just and he'd take me to nice dinners and he'd buy me breakfast and it was always thrown back in my face always because whatever money that was how he showed me like was to give me things and I didn't need anything I just wanted time how, with him how dare you complain when I'm forking how, over uh, forking yeah. out for hot cakes and, and latte I, I yeah. bought you smashed avocado yeah. how very dare you you owe me a week of servitude right. for that smashed avo my god I'm so sorry oh yeah. that's awful so yes yeah, so we did end up having he decided that and I decided too that you know I would move out um, it, it wasn't working um, I wasn't giving him what he needed and I was cranky and so we would stay together and I would move out and so I wasn't allowed to tell the kids and I had to look for a house and then when he realised that it was actually going ahead and I wasn't going to capitulate yes um, he got really cranky and so I had a week to find a place to live and I sent the kids to school I wasn't allowed to tell them because there was the weekend before when they were at, they were at our house and I said could I tell them because I needed to start packing I I needed to yeah yeah and I wasn't allowed to tell them so I had to drop them off at school on the Friday I took the day off from work and then I packed up everything we had oh in God. the day and then I just so that he didn't have to face yeah and <sighs> then I had to my ex-husband was amazing <laughs> I told him Good. and he I had to get the kids and take them to the new place and he brought them over there because I'd picked up the keys and I was waiting for the electrician to come and then I had to tell them there and I was like they're like why are we here and I said well wow. we're living here now and what a, <laughs> I feel so I'm so sorry that's such such an awful situation that he put you in. It is. It's but I still stayed. Ah. But you do, though. Yes. You, you, After that. You're brainwashed mm. into thinking that, well, at least he's still allowing me in he his helped, life. He did help me move the next day. Oh, he, great. He, yeah. he was very upset on the Friday. Because what an upstanding guy. He didn't want me to go, and so he got his bottle of bourbon and went to his mate's house. It was, too, he, it was too hard for him. It's not that he didn't want you to go. It's that he was worried that you were moving out of his sphere of influence. Yes, and he, bought right. the, he called his bluff. Correct. 
he bought the movers McDonald's oh, the next morning. That's at least two weeks worth he of brownie points. He helped stay and unpack, a, you know, the, the truck a little bit and then he went away on holiday for the weekend. Um, and, yeah, we stayed together. I feel together. like I want to break the no threats rule. Oh <laughs> I'm so God. angry. Oh, I'm so angry on your behalf. I'm uh, so angry. We'll race to the end and then, <laughs> okay. and then we'll, we'll, we'll yep. log off and then you can just go nuts. I don't want to race to the end. I want to hear every minute of this Yes, weasel. well, just hold, hold firm till the end, Liz, and then mm-hmm. you can go berserk. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we did that. Once I'd moved, I started to think, man, this is really nice being in my own space. And Yes, it is. It's I had so a, good. I had a lot more time to do things and I, that I, what I didn't spend cleaning. And yes. <laughs> yes, well, you weren't being a maid. And so. I was like, man, this is really, I don't want to be with you anymore. And so I, it's like we had a big fight. He called me, <laughs> yeah, like a piece of shit and an effing C. And, and I was like, that's okay. Like, and then we, we broke up and then we got back together and then we broke up and then we got back together and then we broke up and then so, we got back together. <laughs> okay. So when you, when you, you break up, so did you break up with him the first time? I broke time? up with him the first time. And then how did he worm his way back? Yes, yeah, so I was wondering. He that. promised me all the things that I had been wanting, which was time together. It was cutting back on fucking other people. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, fair enough. Um, it was, it Can was you get a just, patch for that? I think yeah. I should have a jacket. Right. <laughs> I did this. Um, and yeah, so he said he could live without that. That was huge for oh, me. Good. He could live without having sex with other good people. He can live just, without other people it, in our relationship. He could That's be locked great. into good one man. for a while. And I was like, wow, it's amazing. Like, this is what I've been wanting for the last three years is just for him to want, for me to be enough and this to is be with thing. him. When you have when you when you're kept in hell for so long, the bare minimum feels like you've reached the top of Everest. Like the bare minimum yes. feels sure. Ill, like you're <laughs> over the moon. It it felt really good. And she's like, finally, he's doing something for me. Well, really, he's not anyway. He's I can't. Not. So we stayed together. So I moved out of the house in May. We were off and on, broke up I think once, and then got back together. And then it was just very strained. And we ended up breaking up properly in October that year. And then I had no contact with him and I started to become a bit like the old me and I had fun and then I saw him at a friend's birthday, a mute friend's birthday, and he wanted to reconnect and I had sort of said, I had no, like I really brushed him hard. That yes. looked really good. We need an applause button <laughs> yeah, as well as a dump them button. Like I, well I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yes, well done. And so I didn't actually see him. He messaged a bit and, you know, he always wanted to catch up and I didn't want to. And mm. then after Christmas, so after New Year's, he's, he's very persistent. He, he needed me in his life. He, he, you know, even if it was just as a friend and I thought, well, what harm could having a coffee My eyebrows do? hit the roof. Mm. Yep. Yeah. But this is the thing. Th- these men don't stop until they get what they want. Yeah. And so I met him for a coffee and I was very, you know, that was nice. Like, I, you know, we had a big car. We had caught up for a couple of hours. And then afterwards I found we would talk we were messaging and then he said he had started seeing someone my brain just went holy shit like I've I've fucked up no yeah I did oh. I straight away was like oh my god That's someone's going to yep. get what I it's the wanted. sunk investment theory though <laughs> yes, you're like I right. put sunk so much and now he's going to he's they're gonna, gonna get I, like yep. this is this is what I constantly say that I do I fix men and then send them into the world and there's no fixing some of my exes there's no fixing this but man. you just think I've put in all this effort and now the other person's going to reap the benefit Oh, 100%. And so I was like, oh, no, I I really want you back. And he, they were friends. 
friends. He said they were friends, they hung out, they played sport together. He'd known her for years. He was actually um, best mate or good mates with her husband who died a couple of years ago. Mm, And she had kids as well. And, you know, he always maintained that. Anyway, we, we started sleeping together again. And I thought that meant that we would get back together. But he... He was. This was the theme for the year. This. So this was last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was his year. He was going to do what he wanted to do, as opposed he to every other year. year. No, it's his year, Liz. As opposed to every other second of every other year. Man wants a turn. All right. He, he wasn't making <laughs> any rash decisions. He wasn't going to. No. You know, so he's be not, with anyone. He's not yeah. mowing the lawn. He's, he's done with that. <laughs> That's out. He was in a house he didn't want to be in. He said, you know, he'd bought this big house for us and then I'd left him with the house. Oh. And so he was just sitting on things ah. and waiting. What a fuckwit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a great what word. What a fuckwit. Great word to describe <laughs> this man. And so he saw both of us for a good chunk of last year and I I kept doing it because he was like no they're just friends he he was like no we're just friends we hang out because he was like you know I'm a crap dad the same like, way I that can't. you're just friends yes, yes. yeah, yeah. but, but he out. loves me he okay. loves me okay. more than anyone he has ever in Prove his it. life yes well he did he had two girlfriends <laughs> yeah um, he <laughs> and so we did that for a while and then I would come to the house he would come to my house you know he'd stay at my house I'd stay at his house and then one day I was downstairs uh, he had bought a pool table and I noticed my son's old bedroom had been set up as a girl's room and I lost it I was mm. that was when I realized they weren't just friends that yeah. this was a relationship and I stupidly no kept going because at the start you're, I, you, I have to say this actually your Stockholm syndrome yeah, this is right. not stupid when it first started happening when we first started sleeping together when I was really struggling with the fact that he was also sleeping with someone else um, he went away on holiday with her and that was when he started saying to me he's like you know I love you you know what we had is special have is special it's you know if you could just send me a picture of you and I every day just oh sorry (laughs) in the first Tom has pushed the microphone away from his mouth and put his head in his hand I'm trying to be I'm trying to sit here and be attentive and listening and be like yes I'm hearing you but I'm sorry this guy face needed to meet my hands then oh good lord so I did you're a fucking I'm a warrior good. Of course woman. he did. Of <laughs> course he did. Yeah. He's I having didn't... a year off. He's I getting wanted... what he wants. <laughs> so I was sending a photo of us every day of the time when we were together because it made him happy to get it, even though it caused me the most Great angst time, yeah. and anguish in my life. Like in that period when I was going through this for the probably, this is during COVID, when COVID hit too, for the first three months, I went into an incredibly dark hole. Like mm. I have never, and, you know, having a child that's been through a, a potentially terminal illness, yes. like, mm. I didn't even get there with that. And I just was in this massive head fuck space where I just, I couldn't get myself out. Like I would call Pete at, at four in the morning because I'd been up all night just, and I lost a shit ton of weight. I stopped going to the gym. I couldn't eat. I think I had about three weeks there where I didn't eat. And I 
It was horrible. And he was always just like, you know, he paid for one. He's like, you just need to go get help. So I started seeing a psychologist on a weekly basis because I needed to. Yeah. And he paid for a few of those. So I should have been on my knees for that. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, yeah, I only, just never. He was paying to fix you. I say in quote marks. to yes. fix me. Fix yes. you. And, I, and then you'd say, hey, you did this thing shitty. And he's like, hasn't your psychologist fixed you yet? No, like, no, she didn't yeah. do it good enough. She wasn't. Um, and, you know, every time I'd go, I'd have to report back on. <gasps> What, what you talked about. What yeah. I talked because he's about paid for it. So. And I'd have to sort of lie and be like, oh, you know, this and that and how I'm just emotional and I really need to work on... Oh, honey, um, no. Yeah, no, I did. Um, you know, and I... I I, f- I feel your pain though like because you do you go into that space where you're like I'm just you know I am emotional and I do this and obviously I do have you know needs that are just too much for you and you just feel like you're a fucking burden on someone when they continually tell you yeah and he you know the the common thing and you know what he'd say to me through that time is that you know because he's not making decisions at the moment that you know at the end of this year we'll sit down and we'll work everything out and you this know once familiar. you yes, sounds so familiar once, once I've sorted my things and once I, I don't have debt, once I'm debt free as well, I had to be debt free. Um, but he's allowed a mortgage? Yeah. Not debt free? Okay, cool. Um, not that I had horrendous debt. I love just this had double standard. A car loan. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, standard. And so, yeah, so, and so I was constantly like, oh, I just, I just need to get through the year. I just need to get through the next nine months and yes. I can do this. I will be a shell of a human and just not be me. And I was, because I was he's a shell of a person. given you a finish line with certainty and I say that yes. quote marks yes. is that the the alluring thing when you're in relationships with these type of people is that when they give you some illusion that certainty will exist that is all that you can think about because you've had instability and uncertainty for so long yep. hope it's what, hope, kill, hope, it's what hope kills you hope is horrible yeah. hope is really bad to give to someone that is emotionally invested and yes. you know that went on for the first six months and in about July uh, things had ended with the other lady she had had a threesome with foursome threesome with his friends and she had done something that upset him and it actually triggered me a little because I I semi felt for her because I had been through that where you Mm. you he had pushed her into that situation where she thought that it was okay that she do this because he had done nothing but talk about it and then shamed her then shamed her hardcore the next day and so they had finished so it was just him and I he wasn't committed to me so from July last year until March February March this year um, it was just him and I I thought and um, Pete's shaking her head mm. vigorously no so I, I'm i going to jump about I don't know where to slide information in or not because a big part of last year was also him discovering his sexuality which I'm totally fine with like I'm fluid either way like I'm not you know and that's how that was a big draw for me when the swinging stuff was, was other women and so mm. he started exploring other men I was fully supportive and it amped up a lot in at the end of last year where the preference was not just time with me it, or it would be other men and so then he ended up on you know apps and you know if it wasn't I actually feel really guilty saying this I don't know um if it wasn't a night where you know he hadn't had at least four men over it wasn't a good night you know there right. was no having tie and <laughs> watching a movie there was so <laughs> for him and and that was always hard for him like he like he struggled with it he he didn't he felt ashamed and he his 
he's he's much older than me. Like he's eleven years older than me. He's fifty. Um, and he he always felt that like I tried to give him that. He he said to me, he's like, if if I wasn't there when he would would have these interactions, then it meant that it was fine. Like if I if I was there, it was fine. Like he wasn't. He was still a straight man enjoying. Right. He's yeah. not gay. He's, he's straight. not gay. He's like, straight. Look at me. I'm there's straight. A, there's a woman there. Yes. She's in, yes. in the holding corner. his hand, watching. watching. And I think about all the things I did with him for him and supported him and yeah I, yeah I'm gonna jump I can't I don't know where to go with it um, you can jump wherever and so I guess you know that was a big part of last year and then at Christmas time I had Chris his family his dad ended up in hospital his stepdad ended up in hospital I came and visited um, and then he sort of cut me off for a few days after New Year's because we were we were at the end of the year he didn't mm-hmm. want to spend New Year's uh, with me so yep. this was crunch time and mm-hmm. I had in my head I was like right if you're not ready I'm out good and he knew yes I knew because I knew I was like I've done my year and I was very determined and um he avoided me for days and then eventually we had the conversation and I said it's crunch time now you you're in or you're out we're committed we're in this we're doing it or we're not and um yeah he he broke down and told me that he was gay and that he it was really awful. It was heart-wrenching for me because, as well, because five years with someone and I had started to feel like maybe he was swaying a bit more that way, but the guilt of it all, that he felt such shame. And, you know, he told me of, you know, the, a man that he loves and and it just it just made sense in my head that he, you know, the reason why it didn't work for me, you know, and I was also very angry, is because it couldn't and it didn't work with his ex-wife because it, it couldn't because mm. he's just... He's not that way. He's a gay man. He's a he gay can man. never work with me. He's a gay man. It's he will never man. come out. He'll right. never come out. And I I felt for him like I he ended up going to sleep. Um I just laid and I just cried. Like I cried. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. I probably cried for that whole day. Um That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's very understandable. Yeah. And so I had to have a bit of a break from yeah. him because I it was incredibly difficult. Um, to think that and I and I was also very angry that I had spent the last year and that I'd put myself through all that mm, um, yeah. when it was never going to happen and I was really angry at him for that because he knew the whole time and that's what I said to him I said you knew and he said yeah he knew um, but if he wasn't with me um, then he had to admit it then you have to be real with yourself and he has to say no I'm a, I'm it's a gay relation I'm having gay sex uh, yeah. but with you it's a like the facade can stay up. I'm a yep. straight man and this is my girlfriend. This is my... You and know. it was a good show. Mm. It was a good show. And so I asked him for some space and he really pushed... He didn't didn't want to give it to me. Like, I really had to... Look, I didn't get it. I didn't get the space. Yeah. Um, I I think it, about a week passed and he asked me to come over to help him pick something up and so because he needed my car because I have a tow ball, even though he has <laughs> seven cars in the backyard. I was mm-hmm. like, sure, why not? I can help. Right. <laughs> Here's my value. <laughs> Um, and I went over and he, we went for a drive and he, and he was like, I'm not, I'm not gay. I was wrong. I'm just really confused. And I, I love you. Like I've, and he's like, I will do anything no. to make this work. Yes. So I was like, I, I wasn't expecting it. And I was really thrown because it had been a pretty rough week. And <laughs> mm. to put it mildly, yes. the most mildly. 
<laughs> and I was like, sure. And I still just don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Because, You're, again, Stockholm Syndrome, like uh, Pavlovian response, yeah. your brain is hardwired to celebrate when he tells you that he loves you. Yeah. And then, so... Yeah, so we, yeah, I was his girlfriend. I started doing things again. Like, I was his proper girlfriend again. It was so exciting. And um, then we started fighting because I was really fiery. I would not let anything go. Like, Good. anything yes. go. Well he was done five minutes you. late. I'd had yes. a wine. I was like, he on needs the phone, you now. raging. He needs like, you as that bitch. So he needs <laughs> to treat you right or you now will the, waltz out that fucking tables, door. Yeah. I'm into it. He was coming over. He was dropping me off coffee. He was just the most. You know, like he was so attentive, <laughs> and I just wouldn't let anything go. Like I was a dog with a bone on. I'm proud any, of you. Anything. That's great. And so we would have these massive blow-ups, and where I would be the screaming banshee, and I was just not wasn't me. Slash like, the rational woman finally demanding yeah. what she mm. deserves. Yep. And then, <laughs> then he ended up ending it because <laughs> I was I was incredibly difficult. Like I was so difficult. No, no, mean, no. I mean, stop. I you mean, are finally. Let's wait the evidence, shall we? I mean, you were finally none giving of your him behaviors. consequences of his actions. That is not difficult. That is not screaming, Banshee. That is a normal On his human. year off as well. I On mean, his, it was horrible. Dare, no, I passed the year <laughs> no, off. The year that, off was... Right. Yep. And so he ended it because I, I was an aggressive person. That makes me sick. With anger issues. It's very amusing. <laughs> wow. The fact that you gained enough power back to make him end it makes me so yes, fucking it's happy. Very beautiful. In that a, is in a poetic. Way. <laughs> it's beautiful. So he ended it, and I can't remember. I can't. I can't even remember. He. We. I saw him a few times after that, and then things went. They went sour, and I can't even remember why. I can't remember. I actually can't remember what happened to to the point where I blocked him. I actually just. I can't remember what happened. That's your brain Great protecting dad. you from yeah. his shitty influence. Yeah. That's your brain going, it just Fantastic. happened. I don't know how, but it, that's how it is now. Yeah, so I blocked him on all communication. Amazing. And Good. Then he messaged my son. <sighs> See, that's, that's Which that's I had not line. thought. Can I ask is how old is your son? 15. Right. That's, 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 he's a, he's a child. That is, And no. he went for the, you know, my son love Roger. Like they, right, he, yeah. they're peas in a pod. Like he, they're just nerds. And yeah, so he knew that by messaging him that he would come to me. And it was, you know, apparently there was mail at the house could I get it redirected it was too upsetting for him and I was like sure put it like, in an envelope and send it along mm. actually I will I will just quickly add I know I'm probably taking too long no no but the week when before, a story is good we let it ride <laughs> the week before I had gone out with my girlfriends and had way too many cocktails <laughs> and I was on Instagram and he is old and he doesn't know how to use Instagram <laughs> and he never ever ever has put anything on Instagram ever I opened it when I was out first thing I see is a picture of him with his sports crew and I just lost the plot I just I started messaging all this horrible stuff and then I messaged the woman that he had been seeing last year ah, I messaged her a whole heap of the stuff that he used to say Great. about her Great. to me fantastic and then just yeah I had a, like a word vomit getting the power back mm, indeed and so the week after that when he messaged my son I 
we I started messaging him. I tried to keep it very neutral, just taking it back to just let me know the mail and all. And then he had a go at me about why did I say all of the stuff that I said um, last week? And I, I apologised. I said I should have kept it in my head. No. Um, and I was sorry. And he said that I'd really hurt him. Should have put it that on I'd a billboard. Really, That's what you should have done. <laughs> that I'd really upset him. And it was a very nasty thing for me to do. And I was like, I know it was horrible. And then he asked me a few questions. And then he just, I can't remember. He said something in the messages and I twigged. And I was like, are you are you with her again? And he, he brushed it. And I asked, I had to ask it four times. And he just said, we are talking. Mm. So I stopped messaging we him. We are in discussions. I stopped yeah. messaging My him. My solicitor's talking yes. to her solicitor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I messaged her. Yes. And I said, because... I, when I messaged her last week, I blocked her afterwards because I was like, oh, I don't want to remember what she says back to us. And so I unblocked her and I said, I can't believe you're talking to him again after everything that I have that I said to you. And then she messaged me back straight away and she said, look, I'm not interested in you being mean to me. And I was oh, like, I'm sorry. It's not you. Well, and, it's him. And, and she goes, but I'm very interested to hear about last year. And I said, um, well, we were together. And she, I ended up calling her. Yes. And yes, I, only good things happen when mm. this happens. <laughs> she was so... I feel really bad. Um, I called her and I said... She goes, well, we're together, love. And I said, what? Like, are you at his house? And she goes, oh, well, no, I was there last night. Like, I, I went home this morning. She goes, but we're together. And I said... And I was like, so stupid. And I said, t- t- together? She goes, we've been together. We're together. We've been together this whole time. Oh, man. And I just... I I said I don't I I didn't get it. Like I said us I just too love. Yeah, I said we only finished. Yeah, we've three only weeks just ago. broken up. What do you mean? Three weeks so you ago, must have been together yes. for three weeks. And this is why he looked really worn out and tired a lot because he uh, was living this double life, triple life. Because he's also gay. Yeah, like, okay. He would spend three nights a week at my house when we didn't have the kids, and two or three nights a week at her house. And, Incredible. And he would he would do that, and then he'd have dinner at my house on a Sunday night when we all had all the kids and she'd go over she'd go and stay at his house on Saturday night or when it was the weekend and he we didn't have our kids he would always say to me that he was going to this mate's house to do work on the Friday night and that's why we couldn't spend Friday night together and then she would get the same thing and then that's he was he was at this mate's house on the Saturday night when he was with me and I said to her we we go away on holidays I had Christmas with his family and and she said oh well he wanted her to have Christmas with his family Family and he made he gave her a really hard time about not spending Christmas because her eldest daughter does not like him at all and because her husband passed away a few years ago and um, she didn't want to have Christmas with Roger. Yeah, she's a good judge of character. Yes, I think so. indeed. Um, and so he, he, I while I was on the phone to her, he kept messaging me and I just said to her, I said, I, I said, I'm just going to be a second. I'm just going, he's still messaging me. I'm just going to text him. And I just said, I said to her, I texted him and I said, um, sorry, can't talk. Just on the phone to, what's her name? Mm. Um, your fucking C-U-N-T. Yes. yes. Very good. Um, We're allowed to yes. spell it. We'll spell it. To yes. a hooker and two dudes last weekend. You're a fucking sick pervert. <laughs> and then that started this massive text war with him where I was just like, you are a disgusting when piece of shit. When the anger starts. I got yeah. so angry. You win. And he was like, oh, well, you can't understand suck this dick and I'm like what 
fuck ever. Like that is like we the most even, lame thing I've like ever heard. Teen comeback. <laughs> <laughs> like and Jesus ain't just said neither can he. <laughs> Very, very true. That's very factually true. So while I was on the phone to her, he started calling her. And so she screenshot the fact that she was on the phone to me and sent it back to him. And he goes, and I said, I'm just on the phone to, you know, and he goes, no, you're not. You, how would you even get her number? And I just texted him back and I said, messenger calling, you fucking dumbass. Yes. Like, <laughs> you are too old for this technology. Yes. And he's and he said to me, like in the time we were texting, because I, I was enjoying it initially. I was enjoying the the anger getting out, you know, mm. messaging him, telling him what a piece of shit he was. And I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, and then, I can't remember what I was going to say then. Um, That's okay. So you're very, very cathartic. It was very cathartic. Yeah. And, and he said that I had ruined his life, yes. that mm. I didn't want him to be happy and that I was a horrible person yes. and that I had destroyed a good woman in her. Um, um, no, he's destroyed several yeah. good women. And I said, mm. no, that was you. you yes. You did yes. That. Well yes. done. That was all on you. Yeah. Well and so done. It, yes, we went backwards and forwards, and, and then he said, "You know, do you want to know the truth?" And I said, "I, I would, I would fucking love that. I would love to know the truth for once because you, you're, I mean, the lies that he said to maintain this story of him and her and me were just is every time, every day. I still think of something, and I'm fuck. Yeah, um, right. I and he said, I said, yes, I would love to know the truth. And he said, I've loved you both for years, oh, and that man. got me. And I, I said, what do you mean? And it it had started before I had moved out of the house. Hold, hit the button, hit Gee, the button, hit whiz. the button. I need number, number six, I know seven, that we're I'm already there, but I just, the anger, what a C word. <laughs> it's the only word I feel bad about saying on air, but what a fuck stain. Hate him. Yeah. Indeed. So I feel like I'm in like, I felt like for the first few months I was in program of apologies, reaching out to friends, apologising mm. for how I had been the last few years and thanking them and just really starting fine me I don't think I'm I'm still not there like I but I feel like I used to and I had this conversation with my ex-husband who's just amazing and you know we were talking about Roger and I said to him what did you think um about him and and he he never liked him and he but he said you know you seem happy he goes but he goes I was okay if you were okay and he goes I was okay if the kids were okay and and he goes but he goes last year he goes there was a while there and he goes I actually wondered if he was hitting you because you were just like he said you were so anxious all the time and you were not you like I have known I met my ex-husband when I was 19 so he's known me for 20 years and he goes you just weren't he goes I just couldn't work it out he goes and I said no that wasn't happening like it just he said I'm so glad he's gone and he's been gone now for like I haven't had any contact with I've seen him in the area a few times like and that's always very that gets my anxiety going like I've got the shakes actually yeah, telling yeah. the story sure. yeah. and but I am just so much better without him like I I don't even know I can't like every day like I yeah I just can't believe I stayed now that I'm out of that situation mm. everything that I excused and and put up with and did and 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 that and I was I wasn't an angel through it like I you know I could be a pain in the butt but like I yeah I just it's insane I just and when Pete sent me that podcast the episode I 
just I felt so not so I feel so stupid and I I felt less stupid hearing that other people do this and I yeah you're definitely sorry now I'm starting you, you you're definitely not stupid um and and you do feel like it like I um obviously in that episode uh talked a lot about things that I was okay with in the confines of the relationship but it's actually it's, it's funny you said that because I um probably about a month ago a girlfriend of mine who who had been quite vocal um in, in kind of getting me to question myself said to me recently and I didn't know that she thought this but she she said um so there's an extra bit of the story because I think I told in the podcast episode about how one of my friends knew that something was a bit fucked when she saw me scrubbing the stove in a ball gown um because she's like why would you do that because I was worried that he'd be upset when I came home and she said to me recently which I'd forgotten she said when we came home I went to go inside and get my bag and you said no 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 no, you can't come in um he's going to wake up if you come in and she said she said that I had run inside grabbed her bag and tiptoed back out shut the door behind me given it to her and she goes I honestly thought that he was hitting you with how skittish you were Mm. and so when you said that I just got a bit upset about it but Mm. I need I need to tell you that none of your behavior is stupid yes that's right that none of your behavior is being unreasonable um, that you know, even if you were what you thought of as a pain in the butt, this was everything in your body crying out to be treated the way that you deserve to be treated, and it makes me so upset when people kind of take advantage of of women in this way or anyone takes advantage of anybody in this way because you in this situation are a victim absolutely and nothing that you did because this is this is emotional abuse mm, yes, and you can't right. blame yourself for acting poorly when you're being abused it's, yes it, it if i was getting physically abused i don't bl- I, it's not my i don't blame myself for for being i don't call myself stupid for letting someone hit me it's the same with it's the same thing mentally you don't blame yourself for someone mentally. Yeah. Yeah, Our producer's just pulled the microphone down. Zane, do you have something to say? I would like to congratulate you on your emotional maturity. Yes. Above everything else. Absolutely. Um, Everything that you've gone through, uh, like the dump them button is not enough. No. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm glad we got it out so quickly because like about 15 minutes in, like there just isn't a button big enough for what we're going through. Um, And there was just one line that you said, I think it was about when we were first uh, leaving the house when you said you had a discussion and uh, you figured out that like his emotional needs weren't being met and you were being cranked. I'm like, and the difference yes, how you diminutize your emotional your emotional state and prioritize his. Yeah, it's just and the fact that he was at this time manipulating multiple women mm. into and possibly men. We don't know. And, well, and possibly men is like I I think the way that you have already so quickly put in context what you've gone through and you. Can can now see what has happened. Like I, I think you, you're you... further ahead than you think you <laughs> I have are. An excellent psychologist. Yeah, Straight. good. Uh, that's a, yes. That's a... But also, I think you need to give yourself a lot of credit for mm. so much for what you've done. Like this is Thank you. It, <laughs> this is a ridiculous situation for anyone to be. Um, so yeah, I just want to come in. And say yes, that. well, yeah. incredibly well said, Zane. And and I 100% agree. And uh, you said before that you don't feel like you're back to to who you were. I, it took me I broke up with my ex in 2016 and I don't think I felt myself until 2020 like there's so much that goes on where you feel you get triggered by something and and you know like I struggled so hard to see my value 
you at all in anything. And the fact that you are able to look at this situation with the critical eye Mm. that you are. So I was stuck in anger for about a year and a half, two years. I was like furious and I couldn't rationalize anything. I just wanted to burn everyone and everything to Um, the ground. Are you still there? Are we still? I'm floating on a lot of anger at the moment. Yeah. Anger is productive. It's very hard to let it go. And I think because he is he's such a charismatic guy. He has friend like he's he is everybody's mate. Everybody loves him. Like everybody thinks he is this amazing person and that's what I struggle with because no one I, I can't tell I can't tell people this story because I don't want to out him and I I can't no one would believe no one would believe it anyway. Like no one would believe that he would do those things and I'm so angry that he just gets to float off and live his good life and just be happy and I don't know if they're together I, I hope she has some balls and and she's finished it um but who knows and that's not anything I if she is with him I feel bad for her because it's not gonna end well mm. no um but yeah I'm still fairly angry but I think I putting it into context like I think I just you know go back to when you know I've actually just started comparing it to when my youngest was sick and I think well I've been through that I can be through this dickhead absolutely absolutely yeah. and I feel like what you've currently gone through is such a massive milestone for anyone to go through because it helps you see the world and value yourself on a level that you probably wouldn't have earlier on and I know that it might not seem like it at the moment but when you come out of the end and the anger starts trailing off you are going to have such good belief and value in yourself that's going to see you through like it's it's a struggle it's a struggle and it takes so long to get there but I'm telling you knowing that you can that you can survive a relationship with somebody who basically told you that black was white and up was down for so long you can you can do anything you've had two of the roughest experiences of of, that life can throw at you and you're still here and you're talking about it and you've got such emotional um maturity about Mm. it that i'm 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 proud of you i think yes (laughs) i think liz i'm going to give that to you as uh, as as your lesson learned for, for today um you've answered this question from your own experience with ep- on the episode with Emma yeah. uh, so it's a great example of, of lesson to learn mine my lesson to learn um, I understand that I, I, uh, this the cycle of justifying behavior that oh, you do again I, oh, and again it makes me panic even when you just say those yes, words yes uh, and I'm sorry for doing that no. I've, I've experienced that kind of just uh, that kind of cycle but much uh, smaller time frame and much smaller thing so how do so when you're in that cycle and when you're doing you're constantly justifying it's I'm trying to articulate how do you become aware that or, that you're just that you're justifying behavior and forgiving behavior how do you how do you how do you become aware when you, your friends aren't you're not going to listen to your friends when they're telling you you're acting uh, but weird or I almost feel so like you, you have to have an experience like this to be able to recognize it in the future like I I would not have been able to recognize justifying behavior unless I'd had such a traumatic experience so do you, so do you believe I hope that by if it happened doing now, this podcast people will listen to things like this and listen to people like Sarah and Emma's story and my story and and real and and kind of start questioning their own behaviors you know just even even if they ask themselves a little question every day going should I really be excusing Mm. that even even just that tiny voice in your head sometimes adds up to a deafening roar Mm. by the end so my my lesson to every reader would be and not uh, what are you justifying in a relationship a romantic relationship or a workplace relationship you know or your parents were are you justify justifying behavior again and again and just 
just look out for just that. Uh, try and be vigilant. It's hard to it's hard to do when yeah. you're in the middle of it of that of that uh, turning if, machine. If, if if Sarah and and uh, Tom and I can be the little voice in the back of your head, yes. just going, sh- should you justify behavior? Mm, then exactly. we have done our jobs today. Well, there we go, Sarah. We- I can't thank you enough <laughs> for coming in. Um, your story is incredible, and you are incredible. And I hope that you realize how incredible um, your journey is so far and how incredible you are for having overcome all of that shit and I'm anger is productive like you'll get shit done from here on in my house is very clean yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes and it's a perfect example of what the best what this show uh, strives to be at its best not yes. only hearing someone's story once upon a time we heard Liz's Liz's story and that's hearing that story that experience then got through to someone else and it's 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 uh, it's that ripple effect on I the pond I can't tell you how much it warms my heart like when Pete first wrote in um, and told me that she'd she'd seen it as like a sign to reach out to you again I just was like I don't give a shit if I never help anybody again the fact that somebody mm. has has heard something that's been helpful to them it just made my year honestly we're not, we're so. not trying to we're not trying to we're not trying to blow our own horn no. uh, here but we're trying I'm trying to articulate the importance of sharing and being heard and um, and sharing your story uh, so I, I thank you for your bravery yes. uh, most of all for doing it it's not easy to do as you probably just found out Sarah so thank you very much and thank you to Pete for writing yes, in even Pete. though she's not on mic she's been nodding and rolling li- her eyes and trooper. punching the air when we got to the end of the story <sighs> guys if you have uh, if you've heard anything on the podcast that's particularly um, helped or affected you please write in we'd love to hear your stories um, right. go to at gmail.com or if you would like to come on and tell your story you can go to that's not canon.com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past and fill out our form we would love to have you on as a guest especially if you think that like anything that you've been through if, if one person could hear it might it change where they are that's right um, I'm not going to ask you to uh, today I'm not going to ask you to share our show for the for the benefit of Liz and I no. share the, share our little show share for episodes the benefit, you think might be helpful yeah for the benefit of others that's uh, that would be very good uh, Sarah thank you for coming in once more Thanks, Liz it's always been a, a it's another always pleasure, a pleasure. Thank a you. And thanks so much, Sarah. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming in. And kick ass, keep being angry, mm. and know your worth because you're worth so much more than that fuckwit said you were. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.